Hey, welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We're glad you're tuning into this episode. Uh, we are a viewer and listener supported podcast, so we really appreciate you listening, watching on YouTube. We really encourage you to subscribe to whatever platform you're using. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, or if you're on Apple or however you listen to a podcast, be sure and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Also, make comments if you like it and share it if you like it. We really need people to make comments and share the episodes that you like. And then also, if you're not already a supporter, we really would encourage you to go to spiritualityadventures.com and you can pick a tier and we have bonus content for every type of giver. These are this is a nonprofit, so they're tax deductible donations, but we do provide bonus content for those who uh, are supporters. So be a part of the team, help support Spirituality Adventures. And we're so glad you're tuning in. All right, welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. Glad you're joining in on this episode. I'm excited to introduce you, if you don't know her already, Maggie Boone. She is a uh, singer songwriter from Olathe, Kansas. Yeah. And, uh, I I was I always try to keep an eye on our independent artists here in Kansas City, and I noticed your feeds, and I started kind of following you and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, well, I'm going to reach out and see if she'll do a podcast with me. So, I love Thank your you. stuff. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I always like to start out with just you know, kind of like where you grew up and uh, okay. kind of your family background and just any anything of interest in your growing up years, where you okay. grew up and family and all that. Yeah, I grew up in Olathe, Kansas. Um, my parents both owned a bar. It was called Pickering's Pub. And um, I went to like Prince Peace Elementary School in Olathe. And so, yeah, I grew up very much in the service industry world. Um, a lot of like, my mom did a lot of catering jobs. And um, so a lot of events. And yeah, I and then I went to St. Thomas Aquinas High School, um, did a lot of theater, choir, um, yeah. Yeah, do you have siblings? Yes, I have a little sister named Emily. Okay. And um, she's two years younger than me. And she, uh, yep, she lives over in Overland Park right now. Okay. In her best life. And she went to KU. Um, I went to Benedictine. So, okay. yeah, that was kind of our, our growing up. We have a huge extended family too. like. 40 cousins per side, I feel. Wow. Yeah. Are they all in the Midwest or around Kansas City? A lot Kansas of them City? are. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's kind of fun. So we grew up with a huge family around a yeah. ton of people from the bar and the <laughs> and everything. What kind of, yeah, tell me about that. How old were you when you can remember going to the bar? Oh, there's like, I went my And like, my it was a food life. and bar or was it just? Um, It was a family grill. Okay. Well, okay, it was a bar, but yeah. like it was, um, they were a really good restaurant. And so um, I think they sold food until like 10 o'clock and then it would turn mostly into a bar. Uh, my parents mostly would take us there like in the daytime if, if they had to open mm -hmm. and had to get everything ready, like the paperwork and stuff. Um, and then, but yeah, we were brought in, you know, throughout like most of our lives. They would shut down parts of the bar because that, that was before the smoking ban. So there would be like a big sign up there that was like, you cannot smoke on this level. There's a baby up here. <laughs> um, but uh, that was mostly just to like drop in and like introduce us to some of their friends mm -hmm. and stuff. And so, and then we would help with like, they had chili cook-offs. Oh, 
Mm. And so we would help sell raffle tickets. And we're really good at, you know, please buy a raffle ticket. Supports whatever cause we were supporting. Oh, um, Knights of Columbus mostly and um, Catholic Charities. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. How about... Um, you said also that they, that your folks barbecued. We we did a mm-hmm. for those who are we for those who support spirituality adventures. We do a bonus question round, mm-hmm. and we 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 did that right before this interview. But yeah, you said you mentioned that your parents were pretty good at barbecuing, right? Yep. Did you? Um, so my mom and dad were grand champion barbecuers. Yeah. Um, growing up, and so throughout the summer and like the fall seasons, um, we would go to. I feel like there were like five competitions, five to seven. As we were growing up each each summer, um, and yeah, I told you like uh, my mom qualified for the Jack Daniel Jack Daniels World Championship competition, and so when I was six months old, she brought me there, and so um, but yeah, they're pretty good. They own Spice Bandit now, which yeah. is like a food truck and sauce and rubs company. So. Spice Bandit. Mm-hmm. Barbecue food truck. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah. All right. So then how about music? Are you from a musical family? How did you get involved in music? So I grew up around, my parents are big supporters of live music. So, I mean, especially like growing up with that open-mindedness of um, both my mom and my dad were very much like, oh yeah, let's go see um, let's go see this band perform. Let's go see a musical. Um, let's go to the symphony. Like they tried to expose us to a lot of music culture. And then they also had a lot of bands performing at their bars. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So they would just have local bands roll through mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I always wanted to do that. I was like, <laughs> that was my dream for so long. I was like, I just want to perform at a bar. Oh, it just wow. sounded so cool. And so, and then I did it and <laughs> And it was fun. Yeah. So, so you're, neither one of your parents plays music. or they, d- they don't, but my dad sings. He sang a lot when we were growing up. He's not like a professional singer. And I swear, I thought when I was younger he could play guitar, but I think he just had the guitar <laughs> and tried to play the guitar. Okay. Um, but, yeah, my dad was always a pretty good singer. And then my grandma, um, she was a singer too. But she was mostly like in church choirs. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up around a little bit of, of music, but a lot of like music culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you were growing up, you, your parents took you to a lot of live music, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, how about what were, you li- what were they listening to at home? Do you remember what you were listening to growing up? I know for a fact someone listened to Hotel California because every time a band would come in, I'd ask them if they could play Hotel California. Uh-huh. They're like, you're six years old. How do you know Hotel California? <laughs> but um, I, I know my dad listened to a lot of like Matchbox 20, um, The Eagles, Journey, Billy Joel. Um, I grew into Fleetwood Mac as I was growing up, but I don't know if they really listened to a lot of Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac. And then like Shania Twain, uh, Martina McBride. Okay. Oh, and Brad Paisley. Yeah. There you go. Can't forget that. So what did, like, as you moved into your teen years and started listening to your own music, what were you, what were you into? What kind of musical styles? Um, I went through an emo phase in mm. like eighth grade. Tell me so, some of the bands that um, you were into. I loved like My Chemical Romance. Okay. I like them too. Yes. 
I still love, yeah. What's I just, the, what's I the Black Parade? Is that, yes. that, I, that song? I've, so epic. It's so <laughs> fascinating to listen to that mm -hmm. song and lyrically it's so amazing, yeah. I shifted into definitely like this emo phase, but it was combined with the hard hit of of music theater. So it was kind of an interesting combination mm. where I was like, I love Wicked, but also I'm listening to like Paramore, My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco, um, Avril Lavigne. And then I kind of oh, shifted. I like those bands. Yeah, yeah I, I still love them. Like uh -huh. I'm people will tell me like, oh, the theme tonight's emo night. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. Um, but then I really also kind of shifted into like a lot of musical theater. And then I'm trying to think when, and then I did like a heavy shift into kind of need to breathe um, mm. and more like acoustic style stuff. Mm. So yeah, and now I'm, I listen to everything now. Mm -hmm. So I love Nicki Minaj, still love Jimmy Buffett from when I was younger. So yeah, I just have a huge combination of music that I like to listen to. Okay. And when did when did you start playing or singing? How old were you? Do you remember? Um, I started taking piano lessons in second grade, and then I it was a lot of classical piano. And then in high school, I figured out that that I could write songs. As in, someone else wrote a song, and I'm like, wait a minute, like normal people can write songs. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought songwriters are like a separate type of person, mm. um, but I'd always loved writing poetry, and so. I was like, how do you write songs? Like, how did these chords work? And so I kind of learned how to play piano chords in high school, like the pop style, mm -hmm. you know, playing. And then, um, and how to like put lyrics to stuff. And so that's kind of how everything started. Yeah. So in your early teens, is that? Or yeah, late prop, I think I wrote my first song when I was like 15. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd written... But my mom taught us how to do everything through song, even though she's not a singer. So like we grew up learning how to spell our names through, you know, songs and then our address through song and our phone hmm. number. So I feel like hmm. I did a lot of singing yeah. like growing up. Does your does your sister sing or do she, music? Um yeah, she she definitely did a lot of like choir in high school. Mm -hmm. Um and she has a really pretty voice. She doesn't sing like publicly i mean i'm waiting for the day yeah. that we get her back up there but yeah she did so. sweet so um you're as as you were uh playing music and stuff like that when did you do your first like solo because you do are, are you always traveling with a band when you gig or are you mostly solo with your keyboard? Um, it's a combination. So I did a lot of work with Howl at the Moon, um, which is like a dueling piano company. And I work with their event teams too. Okay. And so... Howl at the Moon, have we? They're a local company? Mm -hmm. I've heard of them. Yeah, they're a dueling piano bar in Power and Light. Okay. And so I oh. was working with them for like a year and a half in the club. And then... Um, I decided this year to start doing my own independent singer-songwriter. Like, I really needed a more flexible schedule. And so um, I, I fill in at the club sometimes, but now it's mostly, like, solo shows um, and then a couple. They're called how-to-go shows, so, like, private events. Okay. And then I'm 
I just joined a band. Oh. Um, it hasn't been announced yet officially, um, so the name cannot be revealed yet. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we're we're working on a lot of cool stuff um, with some local artists. I think there's like four other guys in the group. Um, Sammy so yeah, and and a lot of really cool musicians. And so excellent. Yeah, we're excited to launch that. Very cool. Very yeah. cool, man. Well, we've had bands in here before. Oh, cool. Might, might, might have to bring you back. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, so how old were you when you did like your first solo gig or out, you know, not at school, not at theater, but like outside? Like, yeah. Like at a bar or anything like that. Was that your parents' bar? Did they have you playing young or? Um, so it wouldn't have been a, a gig. It would have been more of like another band was playing and I jumped up and sang with them. So I think I was probably like, the first time I jumped up and sang with a band, I was probably like 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. um, and then as far as like solo shows where I got paid for it, um, I was probably like 22 or 23. Um, Cause I taught for a few years before I, before I became like a full-time, you know, musician. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're always a musician, but, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think I was probably 23 when okay. I got my first gig. All right, so out of college. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so when you were at Benedictine, what did you major in? I majored in um, Bachelor of, so yeah, I, I majored in music and then I had a concentration in music composition. And then I also um, got a music education license. Okay. So I kind of jumped around on my degree <laughs> but but all in the music yes. field yeah mm -hmm. okay all right well cool and yeah i also did like concerts in college so i guess i did perform in college it just wasn't like at a bar because we okay. didn't really have very many bars to choose from there were like two bars in the all of atchison so <laughs> yeah the, the thriving atchison kansas yes. yeah i occasionally do a, a a long bike ride and I will go from where we're at right now and uh, ride all the way to Weston and then ride the cool. Missouri River bottom mm -hmm. all the way from Weston all the way up to the bridge that you cut across to get over to Atchison oh. and then swing through Atchison and then come on the back south on the other side of the bridge on gravel roads. These are all gravel roads for the most part. Yeah. Come all the way down and back around and then back into Missouri. That's such a far bike ride. It's I'm a, like, it's a good long day, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I'm like, man, that's a long drive for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that's about my only, I, I've been up to Atchison a few times at, at some of the stuff I've been on the mm -hmm. campus there as well. It's pretty yeah. campus. I like pretty it. cool stuff. Um, yeah, so let's, let's talk about, you released a new EP mm -hmm. this year. Yes. How long ago was that, that it come out? Um, it came out in July. Okay. Wow. So that's really new. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you've got six songs on it. Mm-hmm. And it's titled Delaware Street. Yes. Okay. Um. So, so what, where, where is Delaware Street? Delaware Street is a street in the River Market. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm aware of that one. Yeah. And it, um, I wrote the song Delaware Street after an old coffee shop bookstore bar called Our Daily Nada. 
and um, it was inspired by like, I used to go there every Tuesday and um, I met a bunch of like artists and musicians and poets there. And I made, it was when I was pretty new to living in the city part of Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I made a lot of my friends. Um, and I rediscovered that I really love writing and mm. I love poetry and I love accessing that creative part of myself, like creative writing. Mm. And so, um, yeah, that's, and then that store closed um, right before COVID. And so, yeah, that's kind of what inspired the song though. And the, the title of the album, of the EP. Yeah. And I, it kind of, the, yeah, I was, as I was listening to it, I was thinking about, you know, sort of this, uh, if, if we use some old terms, like, you know, you had the bourgeois class, which was kind of like the middle class, very conventional, follow the rule kind of people. And then you had your bohemian yeah. crowd, mm -hmm. which was your free-spirited, outside-the-box, no rules, artistic, poetic, music, yeah. you know. And so that's, that song kind of dialed up that whole thing. And I, you know what's weird? Like, I don't sing or write or anything. I, I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm writing a memoir right now. Oh, cool. And, but uh, I've never written poetry. I've never done, like, fiction kind of stuff. But I love music, I love art, and I love, you know, I love, actually love poetry. Um, so I have this weird thing where I don't feel like I'm like super artistic, mm -hmm. but there, there's another side of me that, that think, well, maybe I am the way I put together a message or a, or a talk or, you know, yeah. do a presentation of some sort as a speaker. Mm -hmm. There's a creative element to that. And I remember reading a book called Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. It's just a little teeny book. And then I read another thing called um, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And they both like to help everybody view themselves as artists. Mm -hmm. And it really did open up like, oh, well, heck, I don't have to write a song or a poem you know, to be an art or paint something to be an artist. There's other ways to express artistry, I guess. So, so I've always, I've always like felt like I wanted to hang out with the, the bohemian crowd. <laughs> well, you should try like writer's workshop KC. That's the group that was in, um, at the Daily Nada. Mm -hmm. And it's run by, um, this really amazing poet, uh, Jen Harris. And she, her whole thing is like letting go of your internal sensor, like hmm. just writing and seeing what happens. Mm. And it's very like open to everyone and open to. I'd love to try. I need yeah. to try to check that out. So really? I journal every morning and I, I do, you know, like mm -hmm. with a pen, I do a, an, an ink pen yeah. and paper because I don't know something about the texture and the feel of it. And I have purple ink and I, mm -hmm. you know. So but you're yeah. a writer. Well, I am. I, I am. I, I don't know how to. Yeah, I'm experimenting in this this part of my life for yeah. sure. But yeah, I'd love to check that out. So, do you have poets that you that you have that are your favorite poets that you like to like? Do you read poetry or do you just write it mostly? 
I write a lot of poetry and I love reading um, reading lyrics as though they are poems because I kind of study other artists lyrics and so like one band that I I feel like they hit TikTok and and super trended but like Fleetwood Mac um, I mean they were already very famous obviously but like I love reading through their lyrics mm. because the poetry in them mm-hmm. it's amazing and then and then I talk about this next one a lot, but like Taylor Swift, I really like Taylor Swift's storytelling ability. Mm. Um, some of her songs are more like, like, I don't know, pop, you know? Mm-hmm. But then when you get into some of her like deeper songs, mm-hmm. um, they're just very well crafted um, and they tell such a beautiful story. And so I love reading through, yeah, like my favorite songwriters and just figuring out like, how did they do this? Like Mm. what words did they eliminate? What did they keep? How do they tell their story? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I started studying a lot more of that in the last few years. And then I love like Maya Angelou, you know? Um, Yeah. And I like Maya Angelou. Yeah. She's awesome. And I love the Kansas city poets, like the people from the writer's workshop, Casey, they'll write and then they'll just like share their the things they came up with i need to like, get wow. to know that i need to have some maybe have her on what's, yeah. what's the gal's name jen. jen jen harris harris i might need to get her on here hmm. yeah that'd be interesting she's a really cool slam poet what is the difference between like the because i've always so like i'm a huge music person and i love every kind of music as well i mean i love jazz i love rap i love alternative mm-hmm. probably alternatives where i listen mostly you know like alt nation kind of i have that on my car yeah. you know and um and so and i'm drawn to lyrics first more than i am but i lo- have to love the music mm-hmm. but like i have my favorite you know musicians that i think are like poets and i know my my friends that write rap kind of think of kind of think of it like poetry a little bit mm-hmm. too so I'm, I'm, and I've never done either one. So I'm kind of curious, like, is there a difference between writing poetry and writing a song that's poetic? And what, and if there is a difference, what, what is the difference? Um, well, it really depends on what you're writing for. Like if you're trying to write a pop song, um, I feel like you can write a poem or a story, you know, and then you come up with whatever your, your refrain is and or your chorus you know and then you repeat that um and so i think the biggest thing that makes like a song different than a poem in that sense is there's a lot more repetition in a song Mm -hmm. um so the structure itself uh if you want to write like a choral piece of music you can go through poetry or you can go through like you know biblical verses and you can come up with you can find beautiful text Mm -hmm. and you can set that to music um but also, like my Nana writes a lot of poetry. And so like I've gone through her stuff before to try to figure out, oh, can I make this into a choral piece or oh, mm-hmm. can I make this into a song? Um, but when I write my songs, I'll record them into my voice memos and I sing it in with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then I go through and I structure it like a poem. And then I'll figure out what to repeat for the chorus a lot of times. Mm. So it just depends on your songwriting style mm-hmm. and method mm-hmm. yeah. are there others other than taylor swift that you look at and 
and like you like the way they craft their their songs into poetry is there um yeah so so like lately yeah i've really been into noah cahan but also like which i think that's how you pronounce his last name i've only right. read it so um i used to love yeah need to breathe and their lyrics journey does a beautiful job songwriting and storytelling um especially with like so like faithfully one of their songs um mm -hmm. inspired one of my songs and so which was music man and so i like to take other songs and just be like what story does this tell and mm -hmm. then what's my response to that and so um but the big one this year specifically was definitely like Fleetwood Mac and their music okay. for me and like Stevie Nicks and, um, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. They, they've had some great lyrics, great mm -hmm. lyrics. Definitely. Yeah. So I love Delaware street cause it, it, it gave me that, uh, that longing for the bohemian crowd and, mm -hmm. you know, hanging out with that. So then I, then I go to watch me fall. Yeah. And sounded kind of like, like, and you've got a, a few songs in there that kind of were on the breakup side yeah. of things a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, Watch Me Fall. Was there a particular uh, story that you had in mind, a particular relationship, or was it more generic? Yeah. Well, that song, um, I wrote that after, it was after a breakup. And, um, but it was like one of the bigger breakups, like you were talking about engagement type of a breakup type of a, or, you know, like, so it was a pretty serious relationship. And, um, and I was just like, so sad and so broken and I didn't know what to do. And so that's how the opening lyrics, like, no, I don't know what to do. Um, because you plan your whole life with someone, like you're ready to jump and like be with them. And then that ends. Mm -hmm. So that was what that song was mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. yeah, it was sad. But a lot of people liked it, which is good. Uh, I, <laughs> but you it was know, sad. I, it's amazing. So I'm, I have this thing where, like, if I'm in a dark place, sometimes a happy song doesn't help me get out of a dark place. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't know if. I'm unusual, but sometimes when I'm in a dark place, I need a dark song. Yeah. But then that dark song helps me get out of the dark place. Yeah, I don't like know. Cathartic, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like it's like so. Oh well, I'm not alone. Or maybe maybe that's what it is. It's just mm -hmm. the idea is like, oh gosh, there's other people who have experienced this, know this, have written about it, and yeah. it comforts me to know I'm not alone in it. You know that kind of thing. What about? Uh, Little old cab. Little Who, old cab. What is what is that one about? I was I was listening to it. And I was going. I I'm I'm curious now. I don't I don't think I figured it out. So that's probably because that song was originally like six minutes long, and I had to cut it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but there'll be one day like a six minute version. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but so that's a song I wrote in college, and it I, there were two big there were a few big things going on. Um, I had to do an extra semester. Well, I chose to do an extra semester of student teaching so I could get my education license. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my friends graduated. And so I was in Atchison, which is like such a small town, but I was like, most of my friends had been, uh, were gone. Um, I had a few still there that were like in the grade below me. Um, but, but I was really, 
it was, I think it was like right before this, it's like I knew people were leaving and it was my senior year and I was so like tired and burnt out and I was really struggling with like mental health. Um, and so uh, the, the verses of that are about letting go of a friend who was, you know, leaving. Um, and I wasn't sure when I would see them again. And, but that's okay because like, I love them so much. I knew that like one day we would find each other again. Like that's how friendship works, mm. um, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And so those are what a lot of the verses are about. And then it kind of turned into me writing like a song to them. Like I'm struggling. I'm really burnt out. I've just been singing nonstop. Like I've been performing. I've been working. I've been composing for like an academic goal, which I feel like can really burn you out quickly. Um, and so that's kind of what that song was about, which made it a little depressing. Um, but I kind of want to rewrite it because I feel like it, there's some parts of it that I want to explain better. Mm. Um, cause I'll go to perform it and I'm like, this perfectly captures this part of my life, but I kind of want to like expand it into something new. Um, yeah. So that's kind of that song. Yeah. Um, so uh, check out her EP, mm-hmm. Delaware Street. Yes. You can check it out on Spotify or Apple or any any of the, the musical platforms, probably Bandcamp, I guess. I don't know yeah. if I'm on Bandcamp okay. yet. I know I'm on, yeah, Spotify, YouTube, Apple. Um, there's the new one that I can't ever think of. It's a privately owned one. I don't know what it's called. Okay. But yeah, I'm on a lot of things. I don't know what that one is either. So I'm just I was I'm just kind of going through your songs here. What yeah. about Music Man? You said that you said that the old Journey song faithfully yes. inspired Music Man. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So especially since Music Man kind of took a country turn. Yeah. But um, it's, the, it's the only country one on here. Yes. Who, who was the guy that you did it with? Um, Drew Ballantyne, and okay. he is a Kansas City um, performer as well. Super cool guy. Um, great guitar player, great singer. Yeah, I think, I'm trying to think. Have we tried to reach out to him, Matt? I don't think so. You haven't heard of him? Mm-hmm. Who, was the, who was the guy that we tried to reach out to that was a cousin of, of one of my friends? Do you remember that? Uh-huh. That wasn't. It could have been Drew, because his cousin does do music stuff too. Really? Yeah. So I might have been, I might have been somebody I didn't mention to Matt. Anyway, okay, so yeah, yeah he's a local country artist. Yes. Okay. Um, and so I walked into Guitar Center one day. I really needed someone to sing this duet with me. But I wrote the song originally for just a man to sing. Mm. Um, it's the first song I ever wrote knowing I want someone else to sing it. Hmm. And it was basically this idea of with Faithfully, they're on tour. They miss their partner. Um, and But they're still like faithful to them. Um, I kind of took it that that idea and made it like, I went on tour, but I realized that I left you behind and I came back. Hmm. And so that was kind of like my response to this, like, okay, what I if see. it was a slightly different story? Yeah. Yeah. And so I incorporated little hints to Faithfully in it, but the country did throw it off a little bit. Right, right, yeah. That's okay, though. Hard to love a music man mm-hmm. because of the travel, the road, the tours, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. So then your next one is So Far Away. 
that yes. seemed to be another one of the s- breakup so, kind of feel to it. Is so that, that one, or just a just a distant relationship? That one I actually wrote um, right before I got married, and um, it was about. It's about the idea of like you can be in a relationship with someone for so long um, that you kind of forget like who you are and who the other person is. And so you can feel like you're so far away, even if you're really close. Mm. Um, and it's important to like let that other person grow. Mm. And sometimes you have to let them go and let them like grow on their own. And then like hopefully you like still love each other. Hopefully you stay together, you know. Um, but you can feel distant even when you're like together. And so you have to come back and like talk about it and give each other space. Mm. So, yeah, that was. Yeah, that, that that's one. good. Yeah. I think that's very, very true. And then the, the last song on the EP is called One Day. Mm-hmm. Play down the rabbit hole one day. Yes. So seem almost like a dream type of a song like mm-hmm. it's yeah so that one um an idyllic place mm-hmm. that you dream about long for yeah kind of thing. like wonderland yeah you know? yeah um, so was, that's kind of what i was getting from it like this ideal yeah place and like and that big one kind of ties into where i've been going lately with my music because this is the most recent one i've written is one day and um, it's like life is crazy. You're living, you're loving, and like time is just passing, and we don't really know what we're doing. But like we're all gonna be in this like wonderful place one day, and so it's very like hopeful. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I wanted to kind of learn. I wanted to sing a song that involved a couple of like like that that lighter, lilty feeling. Hmm. Um, and so I incorporated some of that in there. And sometimes you don't need words to describe an emotion. You mm-hmm. can just sing. And so, yeah, that's that. Yeah, well, it definitely elicited from me that that longing for a, it's kind of a beautiful, ideal sort of place. And yeah, it's good. Deep, deep longings for for peace and joy and happiness and those kind of things. Good stuff. Well, um, thanks for listening to it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, so what, what's on the horizon for you? What do you, what do you see happening in the next uh, year or two? Um, so you already mentioned that you're, you're just in a new band and we're mm -hmm. not going to say the name, but we'll, we'll wait for that to come out. So that's obviously one of the things Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that for sure. And then I wrote a new song. Um, I, I kind of performed it at my EP release just to get a little, you know, teaser out there, but it's called Storybook. And, um, and that's the, that's the one I want to release next. And so it's very storyteller. It, it, it's not necessarily about a specific, like breakup or anything, you know, it's just like, I had a story that I wanted to share Mm -hmm. about these characters. Um, and so that's kind of my new direction it's mm-hmm. like indie pop a little indie punk um once we add some guitars when it's on a piano it's pretty pretty pop but uh and then i want to keep making music um i want to lean into some folk like i want to learn more about folk music and 
maybe grasp on to like my Celtic heritage and because I really love like Irish music and and so I kind of want to lean into that more and just What's see. Your, is yeah. Boone your maiden name or your married name? Boone's my maiden name. Okay. And then um, Schmalz is my married name, but okay. it's kind of hard to spell. So I kept it Boone okay. for the sake of performing. <laughs> and your, the, your family, the Boone family goes back to Ireland? Um, or? So we're also like Sweeney and Vanderhoof. Wait. Okay. I think, yeah. I don't know. I get a little confused. And then Mossberg and then Pickering. So we're very Irish, English, German, Dutch. Okay. And so kind of a mix of uh -huh. things. But um, I'm pretty sure I'm like a quarter Irish and then or a little more. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of blends in together. But Have you been to Ireland? Not yet, but I really want to go. My... My f name, name, last name's Heron, H-E-R-R-O-N, mm -hmm. and we've been told that we don't, we haven't done a great, great family history on the Heron side, but because my mom's side almost all goes back to England. But I think the double R Herons used to be O'Herons, and there's a, mm -hmm. I think there's a county in Ireland that's O'Heron that's people, because I, I was there in 2018 with two of my three sisters and we flew into Dublin and then spent almost all our time in Northern Ireland. Okay. And what's fast, what's so fun, they're some of the nicest people I've ever, it's like you never meet a stranger. And uh, it reminded me, my dad's an extrovert. He never meets a stranger, like anywhere he goes, like if he's in a waiting room, he'll, he'll start talking to the people around him and get to know them and try to figure out who they know that he knows. And mm -hmm. he'll play this six degree of separation game. And my, me and my two sisters were in Northern Ireland and we, everywhere we went, people would talk to us. And it was like my, it was like, these people are like my dad. You know? yeah. <laughs> They're all outgoing. They were all like, kind. They would from. all engage in, in these conversations. And, and it was really fun. And then I had broken my normal glasses and I had to wear my cycling glasses. Mm -hmm. And I'd had my, I had a different haircut. And everybody thought I looked like Bono, mm -hmm. which was amazing to go to Ireland where Bono's from. And every day people wanted to get their picture taken with me because they thought I looked like Bono. That's so funny. <laughs> and I mean, even young girls, even, it was just hilarious. Like, mm -hmm. like every day. And I, and we would go into restaurants and I'm mean, like one one restaurant. You had to get two months ahead of time reservations. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that. We show up. They go, "Hey, Bono's been here," and like they found me a they found us a table oh, because okay. I looked like Bono. <laughs> Did you ever tell them that you weren't Bono, or were you just well? Like, oh, they yeah. knew I wasn't. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> but I mean, we're close to the same age. Uh -huh. But uh, no, it was just hilarious. Like every single day, and. Uh, Anyway, but I, I'd encourage you to go. It was okay. it was really a great experience, and there's a lot of great musicians from Ireland, right? Such mm -hmm. a musical island. Yes. Poetry and music, and yeah, so beautiful. Well, um, so looking into the future, you're going to be doing some more solo songwriting, but you're also going to be doing some writing with the new band. Mm -hmm. And do you have like a schedule that's posted? How would people find out about your upcoming 
concerts and gigs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I post most of my stuff on my Instagram and my Facebook, um, which is Miss Maggie Moon, like moon is in the in the sky. Um, and um, so yeah, most of my 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 so things. This is Maggie Boone, but find her at Miss Maggie Moon. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of like my stage name, especially as we get into spooky Halloween season, and um, I like to kind of shift into that. Um, but yeah, so I post it on Instagram, Facebook, and then I have a website, uh, MaggieBoone.com. Okay. So Boone with the B, and then um, and yeah, I mostly post all my updates there. Especially since sometimes I'll get an offer like the week of, and I'll be like, oh, here's a new show. So. I try to keep my social media really updated. Okay. Yep. All right. So tune in to Maggie, Miss Maggie Moon, mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook. Yes. And then you have a website that's Maggie Boone, B-O-O-N-E. Yes. Dot com. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, check out the new EP, Delaware Street. Um, thanks for sharing some of your story with us. Yeah, and we're going to, we're going to try to, uh, shift into some a couple of your musical songs now. Okay. All right. For sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks for having bet. me. Great. All right. Hi, my name is Maggie Boone, and this is One Day. Baby, life keeps changing. It feels so strange, don't it? Time flies by, and I still don't know who I'm supposed to be. But I like you here with me. history and you're with me and I'm where I'm supposed to be one two three four no one knows for sure where they're going and they chase after time like it's running away so they could say they live their life one day for your heartbeat to match with mine in every single way and we will play down the rabbit hole one day
Thank you. Hey, you made it to the end. Thanks for listening all the way through on this episode. By the way, if you're not already a supporter, go to spiritualityadventures.com, sign up for one of our monthly supports, and you will receive our bonus content. You'll receive lots of interesting information about our guests. Many of our musicians will do special bonus songs and record a song. So I want to encourage you to do that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Be sure and subscribe. Be sure and share any of the episodes that you like. And be sure and make comments if you like them as well. This helps us uh, get spirituality adventures out there to more listeners, more, more watchers. So whatever platform you're using, subscribe, like, share, make comments. And go to our website, sign up for our team and be a part of the team support. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time.